0: Five, four, three, two, Two, one.
1: You are listening to the United States of Oklahoma with Josh Delaney. I am Delaney podcasting on live from the corner of of Maine and Robinson in downtown Oklahoma City, and to my left, from Dell City, metal detector extraordinaire, Justin Finley. What is up, man?
0: Not much, and enjoying to be here.
1: Thanks uh, for coming down, man. Uh, uh, Justin's uh, Facebook page is uh, called uh, Oklahoma Metal Detecting, and this group is up to about 1,000 people now, right?
0: Close to. We're at 916 right now.
1: Good grief, man. Now, is this like a bunch of 100-year-old people? <laughs> Close. <Men>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, who gets into metal detecting these days?
0: Well, uh, a lot of it is uh, Army veterans who did that as a, as a job for the Army, looking for uh, the explosives and th- things like that. But there's actually a few young folks that are around my age, 30 or even 40 years old, that – there's even we've got some that are even in their
1: 20s how much uh, how much does it if I wanted to get into this how much would a, a decent metal detector run me
0: well um, I would definitely go for the garrett uh, the garrett models because garrett metal detectors so far they're the best that I've I've had I've had the privilege to work with and uh, they have a gate garrett ace 150, 250, and 350, and then they have the AT Pro, and that's actually what I have. And it's it's one of those professional metal detectors, but it's one that anybody can use, even a novice.
1: Okay, how much is one of those going to cost me?
0: Um, be- because they came out with the AT Max, the AT Pro, you can get a really good used one for right around three to four hundred dollars. But if you want it brand new with a uh, good package, mm-hmm. probably cost you about five fifty.
1: What makes for a good one? Is it uh? i don't know how far deep they can scan that kind of thing what, what all goes yeah. into that
0: well um not only is it the depth of the scans that because the deeper it goes obviously the better the fines are going to be sometimes and if you think about it you know these old farmers back in the day they weren't just going to bury their money two inches in the ground and just covered <laughs> up with a little sand they, they're going to put this stuff at about about a foot in the ground or more and it also depends on the Coil size. The bigger the coil size, the deeper it'll go down. And like I found a, a bale seal with my AT Pro at just about 12 inches in the ground. And bale seals are about the size of a dime.
1: Wow. Now, um, is anybody going to get rich doing this? Is this why people get into it?
0: Not really. Okay. I mean, <clears throat> like we have those uh, that couple that actually. I mean, now they didn't even really use a metal detector at first but they did use one to find the rest of it but it's uh see i think about three or four years ago it was called the settle saddle, saddle rock horde i think but uh, they were just walking their dog on their land out in california and they'd found a seen a an old tin can sticking out of the side of a hill and they went and pulled it out realized it was heavy and when they cracked it open, it was filled with 15 and $20 gold pieces. Wow. And they came back with a metal detector, and they found like three or four more, I think, and turned out to be worth like, I think, $15 million.
1: Why can't stuff like that happen to us, bro? <laughs>
0: well, I mean. that's, that's, just it. it's like, that's why we get out there and look for it. But for me, it's more of the history. It's kind of yeah. like, you know, coming downtown, you're walking around, and... You don't know what's underneath your feet, like you, they'll co- they'll come out here and they'll tear up a sidewalk to replace it, or put down some pipe or something that you know whatever they need to do. If I see that, I'm coming straight out after work or on a weekend with my metal detector, and we'll find all kinds of stuff. We'll find horseshoes. We'll find we'll even find jewelry that you know hasn't seen the light of day for 120 years. You know i mean we'll find coins tokens as a matter of fact um down down here where they're building this park i mean that was all old homes you know around uh, the turn of the century up into the 1890s we got maps of all the different houses and we found uh i found a token for a barber shop that was in the basement of a bank over here <laughs> off of main street and the the Building building's still there. It's actually the bank-first building. Okay. And in the basement, it was a uh, – the token said good – I think it said good for 10 cents in trade, and it gave the name of the barbershop.
1: Wow. Do you recall the name of the barbershop?
0: Uh, Floyd's. Yeah, right, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes down there. <laughs> right.
1: <them. laughs> So is a place like that uh, just like an amusement park for you? Like, oh my God, I got to get my detector out and head down there like right now. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely,
0: because it's like the the fresher the dirt, the closer to the top that um, that you'll be able to find stuff. Like, uh, take for instance where they're building this. I think it's a hotel or. Something just behind the Ford Center or the Chesapeake Arena. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Go Hornets! Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's like behind it though. They uh, there was an old uh, some kind of a building, and that was the parking lot for just people who were coming over to watch the game, the Thunders. And they tore that out, and thankfully I was just driving by looking for a good spot, and they literally just taken all the debris out, and one other guy was literally waiting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <finish up. laughs> and I pulled out. He's like, "Oh man, I thought we'd be the only one out here." And, and we got out there, and I actually found uh, one of my well, it, I call it my oldest U.S. coin, but it's it says um, oh wow, I can't remember the name on it. It's uh, East India Trade Company okay. coin, but it's a large cent, and it was from 1820 or something like that. And right next to it, I <laughs> found a. Uh, uh 18 like i think 1835 large cent from mexico wow and i was like so why are these here and i researched and they said a lot of people just they even today we have coin collections or coin collectors back then they had the same thing mm-hmm. and probably just wanted some guy's random coin collection
1: <laughs> yeah did you price these out how much are they uh worth? Oh,
0: they're not worth much i mean really. most of the coins that are down there they don't come out very very good you know they're they're not uh half the time they're smooth (laughs) but half the time i mean you 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 can get some that are really good like the old buttons and stuff they tend to come out really good shape wow
1: some old cowboy's buttons
0: (laughs) yeah exactly god dude
1: how cool is that so now what does your setup at home look like n- now that you've collected all all manner of stuff? Do you have your your coin drawer, your uh, your button drawer? How does how do you manage all this stuff? Inventory it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, what I did, um, my wife actually ended up buying me this. Uh, turned out to be an antique dresser, and I kind of store everything in there. But then also, uh, gotta love my wife. She's gotten me all kinds of uh, uh, shelves, basically. Is what they were and uh they're just kind of repurposed and i've been using those to put up all my old bottles uh coins i'd put inside like kind of like little uh i don't know what to call them but uh little things that you can just look through yeah not exactly yeah. picture frames but oh, okay kind of hard to explain what they are but yeah, yeah. kind of got all those up along with civil war relics and all kinds of other neat stuff wow dude found any cool whiskey bottles oh yes <laughs> yes as a matter of fact one of my coolest ones was in oldest ones actually too was down in Sulphur, oklahoma where i'm originally from uh i was just literally walking through uh uh, don't worry, it wasn't the national park, though. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that later yeah. on, where you can go.
0: Right. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. No national parks. State okay. parks, you can go. They'll actually allow it. You just got to go up there to the front office and say, hey, I want to metal detect. Can I? And nine times out of ten, they'll simply say, sign this piece of paper, keep it with you. That way you can go ahead and do your metal detecting. If somebody asks, show them the paper. Okay. But. Um, where the courthouse is now was actually the original cemetery and behind it there, there's some trees out in the back kind of going towards where my house used to be and it, it had rained real hard the night before and as i was coming through the parking lot i noticed stick, something sticking up out of the ground right next to a tree and i pulled it out and said chattanooga uh medicine company well it turns out it was a whiskey bottle and the entire thing was complete and if maybe six or seven inches and, I mean, it was complete. Still had the thick, really thick lead-lined glass.
1: Wow, dude. Did it smell like a really bad Saturday night? Uh, not quite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, me and my dad, uh, uh, but one story about that, though. Uh, my dad and I, we we will go uh, kind of all around the state and other states around, like Arkansas, Kansas, to look for buried treasure. Stories, you know, like kind of go after them. Say, "Oh, is this real? Is this true?" Kind of cut out the uh, the fat, as it were, to the story, like the truth from the fact. And um, basically, we actually found out that the Dalton Gang had stayed in uh, Onion Creek, as a matter of fact, just south of Coffeyville, Kansas, the night before they got killed. Well, when they was down there, they even Emmett Dalton talks about how oh yeah, you know we, we drank a pint of whiskey and a piece and while we are planning to hit the town we should have known that we shouldn't hit this town because we grew up in it and they would know who we were, but they, <laughs> obviously <laughs> they still ended up going through with the uh, Dutch Courage whiskey as they said mm-hmm. and me and my dad was like well hey, we kind of have it narrowed down to where the campsite was, why don't we go check it out got permission from the landowner went out and we actually found a bridge brace. And story was that they had camped underneath the bridge uh, on Onion Creek on the P.L. Davis Farm. And we started looking around, started moving some brush and started moving stuff. And we started noticing a spot kind of down in the creek bank. And we actually found a whiskey bottle. Wow. That was a Dutch Courage brand. <laughs> and it still had, like less than a quarter of whiskey left in it. Oh my god, dude. And my dad went to put it in his pocket but he accidentally put it upside down and his whole jacket smelled (laughs) like nasty old just old moonshine.
1: (laughs) Did he he lick his jacket at all after that?
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) I actually had one of my uh, one of my members he's out in a park here in Oklahoma and he actually found a jar of old moonshine buried in the ground and he went to open it and he's like is this why i think is open it he said you could have lit a fire with it (laughs) it." he's like now that's some fermented (laughs) some fermented whiskey there
1: (laughs) that is that is so badass man an ass pocket of dalton whiskey (laughs) exactly like like, no (laughs) no Uh, how much do you guys uh, sell that to me for? Uh do I? How much would you guys sell that to me for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like that's unreal. that's so fermented, man. You ain't waving up for a week. I just want the bottle, man. Just want the bottle. <laughs> was it well, so how was the label on it?
0: Uh that well that's just it it uh, didn't have a label. Oh, back okay. then they would have had paper labels oh, okay. uh,
1: more of the time but nothing left over on it.
0: Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. it it was the the shape of the bottle okay. that it was like okay, this is Yeah. Dutch brand.
1: Okay. Got it, got it. That is my god dude now uh i'd heard you found something else interesting from around the old west times uh had a, what was the name of that uh which one a uh, little uh container that you found that had some uh tools of the uh illicit trades
0: <laughs> perhaps oh yes <laughs> well the uh, there's a ghost town that uh that we go to that me and a friend of mine went to called Fallis, oklahoma and <laughs> i know it's I was like, That's Man, where it's going, right? Exactly. It's going in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, like it was a judge whose name was uh, William Fallis. Okay. And a Richard. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> Man. Thank God they didn't think about stuff like that back then. <laughs> Man, I I would feel sorry for any child who has that same last name today. He's probably like, no. Nah, I'm gonna be like Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, I'm gonna put my K in front of that nipple. <laughs>
1: a friend of mine in California. His last name was Knipple Oh my god! Is I think his uncle was a bowler. It was Bobby Knipple
0: Oh my! So I don't
1: know if Bobby Knipple is tied to Oklahoma, but I, I do know Maybe. my buddy changed his name before he got married. He was not going to put his wife through that.
0: Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I I wouldn't want. I wouldn't even want to put my kids through that. <laughs> but um, but yes, it, it was originally called Mission, Oklahoma, okay. because it was on the edge of the Iowa Mission Reservation for the uh, Iowa Tribe. And the the judge he actually mapped out the town and later on I think after 1894 they decided you know what we'll just name it after you you're our postmaster you know you're you're the judge let's name it after you because you I mean you planned out this whole town and so they named it Fallas but the container you were talking about though we actually mentally detected inside of where inside the foundation of where an old saloon used to be (laughs) and in the towards the back of the saloon which obviously makes sense we actually found three containers Uh, it's called three merry widows and back in the day it was technically the trojan horse condom of the day (laughs) three merry widows man
1: Great. <laughs> so there was, was there anything inside of those containers?
0: Uh, not that I know of. Okay. <laughs> well, basically, two of them was uh, basically just the lids. And okay. And there was one that was complete, uh-huh. but it had a small hole. They were actually made of aluminum. Okay. And, um, you know, you look inside, and it's it's got nothing in it. And anyways, back then, it was, um, <laughs> it was sheepskin is <laughs> actually what they were at one time. And so i'm pretty sure it probably decayed away yeah. even if that was an unused container yeah. i mean i get Real recycling but no thank you right <laughs> it's not a not a renewable source uh,
1: <laughs> Well, we wish those guys uh, a good night uh, yeah. wherever they were and
0: wherever they are i'm sure they did have one
1: <laughs> so uh, so what got you into this i'd i uh uh i read there was a story about you'd wanted to make a swimming hole in a backyard <laughs> Yeah. And now years later, you're out finding uh, <laughs> condom containers. Exactly. <laughs> now,
0: um, what I did was I I was ten years old and it was around July and it was just getting hot and I was very, um, as my sister would say, tenacious. You know, I, I yeah you know, I get an idea in my head, I'm going to go through with it, <laughs> and doesn't matter how weird or wild or crazy it is, I'm going to go ahead and do that, and. I wanted to go ahead and have a swimming pool because you know, we, we just didn't have a swimming pool and it's hot outside. So And uh, for some reason, I would dig holes all the time and I don't know why. I'm like, I, okay, I guess this is a trait. Did
1: you ever find China?
0: <laughs> People would ask me if I did, yes. Yeah. But uh, I would take my niece, my eldest niece, who was more like my little sister. And I would bury her up to her neck just for fun. And I don't know why. <laughs> I, just, I was like, thank God we don't have cars coming back here. Otherwise, your head's going to get smashed into the ground like a railroad spike. <laughs> but uh, my mom, she told me, she's like, well, look, I don't care if you dig a hole for a swimming pool. Just don't do it where anybody can see it. So do it behind the garage. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so I got back there. I like and, I, that. <laughs> and so I just I dug about a... I think it was about a three, four, like about three or four foot hole, uh, about five feet wide, seven foot long, basically just the size of just like a a kiddie pool, but but deeper. And I even made a <laughs> made a diving board <laughs> and everything. And I put a tarp down in there mm-hmm. and and put some nails down in the side of it to keep it up. And we, had, I mean, it was a good clean swimming pool. But while I was actually digging it. I found medicine bottles. I found bones, like old animal bones. Um, one of the neatest things I found was actually a brooch of a. It, it has a, a woman's face in it with a with a ribbon in her hair, and you could see that the two eyes probably had rubies or stone, some kind of stones in them. But after that, my I told my dad, I was like, "Man, I I'm really loving what I'm finding." He's like, "Well, maybe you should get a metal detector." I was like, oh, "I don't even know what that is, man." <laughs> so we went to the local radio shack and uh, <laughs> we got one for a hundred bucks and from that point on man i was digging up uh, i dug up a melted silver dollar in my front yard and i even dug up a uh, the front half of a shotgun apparently somebody had turned it into a sawed off shotgun just threw it away and i found that and i was like Oh, well, this is stuff I'm coming up with! <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I imagine, man.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's it's been so much fun yeah. because, like, yeah, I don't have a sports car with a with a flux capacitor in it, but mm-hmm. every time I turn the AT Pro on over fresh dirt or a ghost town homestead wherever, I hit that power button, yeah. I'm I'm back in time because yeah. the things I'm finding, you know, like a, I'll go to a picnic grove. As a matter of fact, I found one that uh, I found local newspaper articles about just outside of Arcadia. And it was like a church, but it was also a school, a schoolhouse. School Marm's house was right next door. And they had picnics. They had baseball games. They had pie baking contests where they would actually take their Franklin Stoves <laughs> and <laughs> put them on the wagon and take them out to this church school and bake pies. And I'm like... I was born in the wrong era, (laughs) man, because that would have been
1: fantastic. It's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) And I got out there and I actually found a a 1910 Boy Scouts token. I mean, it's about the size of a silver dollar. And it says, uh, compliments of the Excelsior Shoe Company. And it has a picture of of a young man on a horse. And it says, the Boy Scouts of America. And on the back, it actually has uh, a swastika. Because back then, they actually... That was actually known as a good luck uh, mark or uh, symbol
1: until, of course,
0: Hitler came along, yeah. turned it around. And it's like, oh, yeah. let's kill people.
1: <laughs> yeah, not really a good luck sign anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, um, how long does it take you to research and verify uh, what what you, you found? Do you end up down these Internet rabbit holes and message boards where people are arguing over well, stuff or...
0: message boards, I've actually found some pretty interesting ones. Uh, there was one where a guy talked about how when he was a kid, there was a homestead next to this river, and apparently it's all on private property now. And he said that the landowner won't, will not even let you go out there. But, oh, <laughs> I want to go out there so badly because it's not like a golden treasure. You know, it's not gold bars or... You know, or anything like that. It's not you know the golden fertility idol from me, from Indiana Jones, <laughs> but it's a part of Oklahoma's past. And what it is is, he said that him and his dad was out metal detecting back in like the late '60s, early '70s, and he said that they found they got this really big signal and started digging around. It was too heavy for them to take, but it was an actual entire Franklin stove. But what the neatest thing is though, they Opened it because they was like, why is it so heavy? And they turns out there was an entire set of china from the depression actually put inside of there to keep it protected. Wow! And they was like, eh, it's just it's it's nothing. So they buried it back and left. And because back then it was like, eh, it's it's just uh, you know it's just plates. We don't need that.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now it's like, oh my god, what can those dishes be worth now? <laughs> the whole set, especially. Golly,
1: man! You ever getting any uh, sword fights with your metal detectors?
0: I actually had to um, <laughs> fend myself off with a with my shovel. <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing. Is it gotta,
1: like staking a claim or something?
0: Not exactly. <laughs> like you'll get like these homeless people who walk around.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And like they'll try to. Stick a knife on you, you know, like, uh-huh. hey, you know, give me your, give me your machine, give me whatever coins,
1: because mm-hmm.
0: I see that and they're like, okay, this guy's finding stuff, finding yeah. money, finding yeah. copper, you know, whatever, and they'll try to hold you up. And I actually had one guy who uh, put a kn- pulled a knife out on me, and and it was a such a small one, it was like a like a Swiss Army knife, and I'm like. <laughs> You know, if it was a little bit bigger, I might be afraid, but I have a shovel over here. Yeah. So I literally, I hit him in the hand with it, and he dropped it, and he just, he ran off. Because he's like, eh, crap, this guy's actually going to fight me. I'm like, well, I'm not going to give this stuff up without a fight.
1: <laughs> Did you keep the knife?
0: you know i can't remember
1: okay <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> say it was save you a dig right <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> i found a 2019 pocket knife <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whatever it was um but yeah is it is it is it competitive out there like you mentioned there was another guy out at the at the one spot i, yeah. I imagine there's not hordes of people out at these places
0: but yeah, there really isn't as many people as like i would have thought that there may have been just because it's like i mean this is oklahoma you know this is where jesse james the Daltons, the Doolans, all these outlaws the the texas rangers didn't even want to come up into oklahoma they was like nah, eh, we're good well let's just leave them up there they yeah. you know yeah. let them kill each other <laughs> <laughs> you know let, let, let the natives go ahead and just kill the outlaws we're, we're okay right right but um but i mean it, it can get competitive um like there was a buddy of mine uh his name is howie rosser and he he's a great metal detectorist too up there in tulsa and he uh, he talked about how he had actually found a cash and then somebody kind of came in and then stole it from them. And I actually had a buddy of mine that I worked with and um we went out to his grandmother's place and he said, "Yeah, you know my my grandma, she she hated banks. She could not trust them. She she wouldn't trust them with a dime." And but he said that they had found several pockets of cash just hidden all over the farm. And he's like, you know, what, would you come out there with a metal detector and look for us? I was like, well, heck, why not? You know, I'd, I'd love to. And it would have been a great payday for me. <laughs> but the, and we talked to the landowner, the current landowner, and he was like, "Yeah, we, we don't care." But the kid kept kind of sticking around, like his fifteen or sixteen-year-old son was sticking around, watching us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Wants to make sure we're not gonna if he finds something, right? Oh, well, this is mine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, we actually in, did end up finding a coffee can with eleven thousand dollars in cash in it. Oh my God! And the son pulled a twenty-two pistol and was like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> and then the dad came up and said, "Get it off my property." And we was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> so now it's like, okay, I've got paperwork here. Like, okay, landowner, sign this oh, thing. We get, we get to keep whatever God. we find. And, fifty percent of whatever we find and wow. Yeah, it's it was it was it was horrible. <laughs> I was like, Man, I'm off. I off. The lessons we learned. <laughs> I was kicking Dang. the dirt all the way back to the car. I was like,
1: oh man! You what, 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 what was a kid doing? Like hiding in a tree, or looking out a window, no. or just walking around with you? Their their house
0: was uh, just kind of like up the hill, <sighs> and
1: he had the binoculars out. Yeah,
0: probably because <laughs> like, like the doorway to the building where we actually found it, hidden under the Golly, uh, the floorboards, man. the uh, the opening was actually kind of towards their house. I'm okay. like, he uh, probably seen us. You know? Yeah. And so now yeah. it's like, if I find something like that, I'm like, okay, put it to the side. Yeah. Quite quietly putting it into my pockets <laughs> and my boots.
1: It's <laughs> funny, man. God, it's tragic. Oh, it was. But it's funny. Now, see, that's the kind of stuff that does happen to us.
0: So.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like you're that close
0: to a giant cache of gold, silver, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And then something take it.
1: I was, I was telling somebody yesterday, I, uh, uh, I had bought this old, uh, it was was a 58 VW bus, and uh, it was just, it was a shell, basically. It had some tires, and it was parked out in front of my family's house at the time I was like 18 or 19. Yeah. And those things now are just worth, you know, incredible amounts of money, Mm -hmm. you know, restored, and uh, had that thing hauled off for about 500 bucks. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I. The wisdom of a 19 year old.
0: Yes. Well, like, one of my most expensive finds I've ever found was a 1916 D dime. And they didn't make many of them. And they are, oh my God, your coin collection, that's like on the, your top list of things that you want to get. And, but I'm a fair guy. I, mean, I really am. I, I try to be fair uh, with everything. Yeah. And um, I, I found it down in a picnic grove, actually down in Sulphur on private land and um it's actually the only coin that i found the entire day and i didn't know what i had until i took it to a local coin dealer and when he tried to buy it from me for a dollar i was like uh, you know what i'm okay and then yeah. he was like well i'll give you ten dollars i'll t- give you twenty dollars i'm like okay i got something <laughs> here so I, I'm, I'm good i'm good and
1: a dollar huh it, yeah exactly
0: and so i ended up showing it to a buddy of mine he me. Yeah, send pictures to uh, uh, to this guy up here in Tulsa. You know, he he's a coin dealer and he buys coins and stuff like that. He would love that, and he'll tell you straight up what it's worth. And he said, "Do you have a Walmart near you?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll send you a hundred dollars right now to come up here." And I'm like, "He gonna send me a hundred just to come up there?" Pay for the trip. Exactly. So I went up there, talked to him, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna show you the book. Shows me the coin book. And he's like, right here." Your coin, in its current condition, is worth $3,000. Wow. And I was like, okay. He's like, well, how much you want it? But, you know, please be kind to me. Right, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was like, look, I understand it. I said, I I want to make money just like you want to make money. I said, so how about we just do this, make it even. You give me 1500 bucks, and you take $1,500. bucks. Mm-hmm. i am good with that. Yeah. And so he's like, done. And he threw down $1,500. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm, maybe I should have, <laughs> I should have done some more wheeling and dealing on that. One. <laughs> but hey, you know, for his, you know, 16 year old, I was like, you know, yeah, it's in my pocket, <laughs> yeah,
1: you can buy a VW bus and uh, then give it away.
0: There we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Do uh, when you go on. Um I don't know how much you travel, but when you when you go out with uh, your family or or your wife, are you packing that metal detector with you? Most of the time, she get annoyed by that.
0: It, yeah, my wife she'll she'll be like, uh, like we'll go down to her sister who lives in Louisiana, uh, you know, or her parents uh, who live out in uh, in Gallup, New Mexico, you know, and like, hey, these are old places, you know, and she's like okay, well, hey, I already put your metal detector in there. I'm like, that's my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> and you're called, did you say detectorists?
0: Uh, yeah, detectorists. Okay. Uh, some people tend to call us metal detectors, and I'm like, well, you know, I, I've got a little bit more girth than the machine <laughs> itself, so, yeah, I, I, I'm a detectorist. because. And a friend of mine actually up there at my job at Hunziker Brothers, um, his name is Evan, he, he likes to... Kind of, not make fun, but kind of tease about that because he watches the TV show, the detectorists. Okay. And he's like, hey, he's not a metal detector; he's mm. a metal detectorist. Detectorist. Like, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I find the items, but I find them with a metal detector, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was watching a video on a a detectorist. I think it was a guy from Alabama. I was telling you about, mm. and uh, I didn't I didn't realize how much digging was involved. I mean, you know, it's not like they're digging to China, but. Um, Some some things. It seems like it. (laughs) I always just had this assumption that if the thing beeped or whatever it does, that, oh, it's right there. But he had to do some scratching around in there. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, And, like, we – one of my favorite places to go, and especially upcoming now, is is fall time. Best time. Because a lot of, like, for instance, where these ghost towns are and stuff like that uh, used to be are just now nothing more than open farm fields. And because it's past the um, harvest season, they'll go out there and they'll just turn it up and harvest, you know, if there's any farmers left anymore, anyway, it yeah, <laughs> doesn't, right. doesn't seem like it. Yeah. But, um, you know, what what farmers there are, when they go out there and they plow it up and they they harvest it nine times out of ten, they're like, oh, we don't care. It's dirt. Tear yeah. it up. <laughs> go out there with bulldozer know. if you need. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, but, that's cool. Um, yeah, a lot of times have them, you haven't signed the release yes
0: yes <laughs> as a matter of fact i actually had a farmer uh i had him sign a release mm-hmm. uh for one uh it's and it sucks because now it's it's literally underneath the amazon uh warehouse over off of rockwell mm. or uh, council rather oh yeah yeah there's a uh, there's a town i wouldn't call it a ghost town because there's still several people living there but it's called wheatland oklahoma and i i was just playing around on uh, the gateway on uh, okhistory.org and what the gateway is is it is it is all of the newspapers that have ever been printed in Oklahoma from the 1880s all the way to today and you can set it where it's like okay I'm just wanting to look in the 1880s to 1890s, 1900s, 1920s so on and so forth and you can put in a keyword, picnic, bank robbery train robbery, gold, you know, whatever. And it will actually give you all the newspapers that has that keyword in it and has it highlighted. And I just playing around on one. I was like, eh, let's see. And yeah. so I was like, uh, gold not found. And one popped up for Wheatland, Oklahoma. I was like, no way. <laughs> I mean, it's like big print on the front page of the news and, and said bank robbery, loot not found. And I was like, oh, "Yes, yes Let's look through here for some clues." And we found out that they uh, they had taken a small container of nitroglycerin when they couldn't open the bank vault, they put the small <laughs> vial on a table in front of the vault and stood outside and there was three guys, and they shot the thing and just they didn't realize how powerful this stuff was, <laughs> and they said it blew all the windows out of the place it blew the door uh, you know right out it completely demolished the this, this whole doorway into the vault which i mean it was, you know, that's their plan yeah but they got away with 1900 dollars and 900 uh. of it solid gold coins the rest of it was in silver and cash uh. and they took off and it was like two or three o'clock in the morning and they said about an hour later here comes the oklahoma city police and they come up there. They're looking around, trying to figure out where you know, where they went. And they followed some buggy tracks to this one house. And it turned out the house was actually a boarding house that this lady she would she would hold up anybody, but especially outlaws, because uh, her uh, her husband had been shot by the police, and she just had a really ill. Uh, you know, ill will towards the police officers yeah. and, or the police force. And so if you were a gangster, if you were an outlaw, she didn't care. As long as you gave her a little bit of that cash, yeah. she she didn't care. You mm. <laughs> could stay up in her room anytime. Golly man. But we went out there and it was nothing but a farm field. And we got to meddle detect me and my uh, me and my buddy Ken and his grandson and we went out medley detected and we never found we found like a couple silver dimes, but they weren't from 1906, but they were just, you know, just kind of like 20s and 30s and 40s, but it was amazing because we found some things that actually came from some buggies, and we was like, well, they rode in that buggy, and according to kind of from what we're hearing, this lady didn't drive a buggy, so could this actually be a part of the buggy that they drove? Yeah. You know, it's a little long... Sure. far fish but sure. you know it's like who knows god
1: that's a lot of fun though to to imagine that <laughs> oh yeah yeah and what a great time to be a bandit <laughs> <laughs> exactly because he was no dna like, evidence anywhere <laughs> oh
0: fingerprints i get my fingerprints with, everywhere exactly yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> just just go to a a polite lady's house and uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly exactly i mean jesse james you know golly you know, like, i uh, i used to work in a um, uh, nursing home down in Sulfur and or in Davis rather, and they actually <laughs> it was fine because I am obviously as you can see I'm a very much of a talker, and I like that yeah <laughs> thank you makes the good podcast exactly <laughs> but uh, I I talked to this uh, it was an elderly black woman and she was I think was like in her 80s or 90s and she's actually she was sweeter than cotton candy and she would tell she would she would. Tell me, like, uh, well, you know, Justin, I know that you like the old outlaws and, and treasure stories and stuff like that. And she's like, go over and hand me my Bible that's up on the counters. No problem. Took it to her, and she pulls out this $20 bill, or the ten, rather $10 bill, from the 1920s. And I'm like, oh, my God, this thing is it, it's crisp. It still almost looks brand new. And she's like, now, you can't have that, but you can hold that while I tell you how I got it i was like oh okay well she lived in the town of roth which was an mostly all black town uh specifically after the land run and well we sadly you know we know that norman had that sign that said you know if you're uh if you're black don't find yourself here after night well they had yeah. a sign that said if you're white don't find yourself here at night oh, okay so i was like okay what's well, a nice <laughs> little balance <laughs> yeah i gotta
1: balance things <laughs> out
0: <laughs> but they uh, uh they would hold up uh, outlaws and things like that, you know, people like that who they held up Pretty Boy Floyd and and all these old gangsters and stuff like that. And she said that when she was a little girl, that this guy came in and talked to the dad and was like, "Hey, can we stay out here?" And said so the dad just told him to go in the back room. And they said, "Yeah, you know, they had whatever conversation they had." And the mom told her and her brother take this chicken and tea out to. Uh, to the people out in the barn don't mess with them if they talk to you that's the only reason you need to talk just ask them maybe where they want it anything like that don't bother them okay no problem she said she goes out in the barn and there's a couple guys sitting in front of a like a 1920s like not a model t but like a model a ford and they're just sitting there in the ground playing poker and she's just said uh where, where would you like the uh the food and they just one of the guys said, "Just put it over on the table." She goes, and, and a young lady walks out, and she's like, "Hang on, you know you guys are brave for bringing this in here and everything. I mean, you know we're not exactly nice people. And to reward y'all, she gave her and her little brother ten dollars, and they're fresh, crisp ten dollar bills. And she said, keep those because one day they might be worth something.'" Mm-hmm. And she said, I always kept mine. She said, my little brother, he spent his real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but what's really neat is she said that later on, like a year or two later, they got reported that they were shot and killed in Louisiana. I was like, wait, you're telling me who I think you tell me gave you this? And she's like, Bonnie Parker of Bonnie and Clyde. Wow. She said Bonnie and Clyde stayed in their, in their barn, and you know, they, uh, they hid out there a lot. Apparently, they knew the family pretty well
1: golly no. dude did you run away with the ten dollars I wanted to
0: but I was like nah <laughs> this one's <laughs> too nice I can't do that sir
1: <laughs> dang man like what I mean how much It's just crazy history this has uh, connected you with oh
0: yeah yeah I mean Oklahoma I mean we've had everything from Vikings uh, you know down around uh, uh, Hevner you know Hevner Oklahoma I mean we've got Spanish explorers French explorers uh, I'm actually looking for a campsite that uh, was from Bernard de la Harpe, who was a French trader who came here to trade with the Indians. You know, mm-hmm. and I actually think I found one of his campsites. But so far in the mountains, it's it, you know it's like half a day's walk just from the nearest road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, mm-hmm.
1: it, it's fascinating. I, I uh, since I've been out out here in Oklahoma, I've had this theory that every major news event in America somehow has an Oklahoman connection to it. And now, and now I think world history, yep. all of it has an Oklahoman connection. Just
0: about, <laughs> just about, man. Yeah, like I think the only person that hasn't been here is Christopher Columbus. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Maybe he was hanging out in Phallus <laughs>
0: <laughs> with, with the prostitutes. Yeah. Imagine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what if they had made that the capital? <laughs> oh my God. Well, what's crazy?
0: That was actually going to be the capital of uh, uh, Lincoln County. It was actually going to be the uh, um, okay. the uh, county seat. Oh, okay. But then, after I think it was around 1960, uh, most of the town just burned up. I mean, they said it, it turned to ashes because most of the place, of course, was you know wooden buildings. And there's like one stone brick building, and it's partially still standing. Like one, like two walls, and the front entrance is all that's there. Everything else was wood, and well, it, it burned down. But the landowner told me about how uh oh yeah that place they they sold everything from milk to coffins
1: yeah (laughs) well it sounds it sounds like um you do a a lot of research and you do this intentionally Mm -hmm. once you get out into the the field uh so to speak what is your actual uh technique are you doing uh, crop circles or something or do you going back and forth or how does how does Uh, that work
0: basically we like a lot of us there's different ways that you can do it like take for instance if we go to uh say a yard uh a lot of times we'll kind of go back and forth just like a, like a lawnmower, you know. But we'll, for me, I'll go low, as low to the ground as I can and just as slow as I can because sometimes there might be some, like a, a nice old coin, but then there might be a bottle cap or nails or something on top of it that just over the years has kind of just, you know, maybe fallen around it. Well, if you don't have the right metal detector, you're not going to pick that up. But mine has a... Um, I mean, we're talking about phallus and prostitutes and everything. Well, this has a double decoil, so <laughs> might as well throw that in there. <laughs>
1: how much uh, how much does does your detector
0: weigh? Uh, weighs probably five to ten pounds. No, okay, Somewhere around there.
1: You got a fitbit on you when you're out doing this? I
0: need to. <laughs> I really do because i I bend over a lot, you know, bend down to to dig the holes and yeah. stuff like that, and just I'm doing a lot of walking. But as far as techniques, though, like I said, we we go back and forth like lawnmowers, and then we'll go, like, front to the back, side to side, and then one guy actually did an experiment with one yard that he was like, well, I'm going to go diagonally, you know, because some, you know, some of these uh, mowing places, you know, they'll kind of go diagonally to make that little mark in the grass, and so he did that, and he hunted and beat the living daylights out of this yard. I mean, he was he thought he was it was done and then he starts going side to side and these coins that are on their side or standing basically straight up in the ground well you're not going to get them coming from this way but if you're going diagonally you get a better signal as you start digging it up and mm. holy smoke now i'm starting to dig up more coins and he even dug up a like a 1940s airplane a little kid's airplane complete wow. golly it turned out to be worth like over
1: 150 dollars <laughs> now, do they have a contest? It seems like there's a contest for everything now. You know, you can eat a hot dog and win a million dollars or whatever. Right. Are, there, are there any contests for oh, yeah. this type of stuff?
0: Like, yeah.
1: um, there. Wait, do they hide stuff in a
0: field <laughs> well, and then you have to go that, find as it? As a matter of fact, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Th- yeah. That's uh, great. Um,
1: man. Charles Garrett, um,
0: he, uh, he was, he, you know, he's the one who made the Garrett metal detectors and uh, okay, he's yeah. down in Texas or was he, he passed away several years ago and his son who now owns the company he does the Charles Garrett Memorial Hunt wow and what they do is this land it's it's vast I mean it's absolutely enormous it's got creeks and I, I think it's got a few canyons almost on it you know, uh, you know nice ravines and it's had several 1800s homesteads on it but what they'll do is they'll take like a silver dollar and they'll bury it and they'll uh, silver dimes and they'll even take a gold coin and bury it out in the middle of a field somewhere yeah. and if you find it you get it but they kind of have it you know like okay GPS mm-hmm. if they don't find it well
1: yeah. <laughs> you can get it back but, uh, Ge- geocaching yeah
0: yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, one guy actually found uh, near an old homestead there on the property he found an old uh, uh, Prince Albert in a can mm-hmm. uh, uh, can <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and the um uh, uh, it, when he picked it up yeah you know, that's this is one of the reason why why when i find old cans old jars contains whatever i'll shake it because i actually found a cash once doing that yeah uh almost threw it away <laughs> but this guy he picked up the prince albert in a can and he heard something shaking so he popped it open. five dollar gold piece from the 1870s Gee whiz. and he asked the company he was like did you Gosh. guys bury this and he was like no we didn't bury that that's that's actually from the 1800s you Gosh. dug up a real buried treasure
1: Jeez, man dude you're getting me excited man i'm gonna have to go on ebay
0: <laughs> yeah get me I a am- dang
1: detector man <laughs> 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 it's, in the, it's in the bucket list now man right exactly yeah golly dude that is crazy so you have um you have a hunt is that is that what you're going to call is that is that what it would be called a hunt at the ghost town or
0: yes we're just um, going to be
1: at and when and
0: yeah it's um uh, i know there's not too many people from my my uh my group that's on here yet but i mean it's close mm-hmm. enough to the first so either way yeah uh it's actually going to be in Fallis, oklahoma that's right
1: and you didn't tell me that I was, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah but um it, it's um it's on the 7th we're actually going to go out and uh i have Basically, everybody that's going to be hunting is going to be going out and volunteering to clean up downtown Fallas because it's all overgrown. They you know, had a fire in the 60s, like I said. So, most all the buildings are gone. And just over the years, it's never been up, kept up. And so, what we're going to do is we're going to go down there with weed whackers. Uh, I don't think we're going to go down there with chainsaws because the trees ain't big enough down there yet to really need one but uh there's a lot of undergrowth and things like that we're just going to go down there and just clean out all these old foundations and on the 14th come back we're all going to just meddly tech the daylights out of the place we're oh, right. all the history and if we can
1: what time are you guys gonna be uh be there on the uh, 14th
0: yes on the 14th uh we're actually going to be there about 7:30 in the morning
1: okay and is the public invited
0: uh no uh, no so don't go up there people <laughs> exactly please because uh what it's going to be is is the landowner. You know, there's a lot of empty houses there, and he's like, uh, oh, okay." Just don't really want people going in there, and then the house collapses on them, and then I feel guilty.
1: Yeah, got so it. got it. Yeah, we're just going to go up there and do some digging on the fourteenth. All righty. And the name of the group again
0: is Oklahoma Metal Detecting.
1: And where all can they be found online?
0: You can just go to Facebook and just type in Oklahoma Metal Detecting. You'll see, uh, you'll pretty much see a picture of just it says Oklahoma Metal Detecting, digging Oklahoma's past. And it'll have a 1800s map of Oklahoma in the background.
1: Justin Finley. Good stuff, man.
0: Thank you very much.
1: All right. Let's, uh, let's uh, set a date in phallus Sounds good. All righty, brother. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode of the united states of oklahoma please subscribe on your favorite podcast publishing platform triple p man and share with your friends and if you want to keep up with the latest news in oklahoma pick up a digital subscription at oklahoman.com where you will get unparalleled coverage of sooner state politics sports breaking news business crime and courts food, music, religion, and a whole lot more, including some of the best photojournalism around, all for $9.99 a month.